welcome to the RylaCast, the official podcast, official podcast, stamping everything of Camp Ryla District 5810. I'm Greg Tepper. Sitting across the table from me is the man they call Josie, Andrew Utz. Hello, Greg. Hello. It's good to have you back. It's good to be back. So this is to pull back the curtain entirely and just ruin the entire <laughs> illusion of how this podcast works. We, uh, this is the first time we're recording in like months. Uh, first time in this room, probably since like May. It was before camp. Yeah. And you know what? Boy, it was it before, was it May? It might have been. It might have been May because, or was it? No, we it's did it right before after camp. graduation. We did it right before yeah. camp. Yeah, yep. We did it right before camp, but this is definitely the first time since camp. Uh, so uh, camp was um, like seven weeks ago. Yes. How was it? It was great. You know, I did listen to whatever episode we recorded that was going to come out right after camp, mm-hmm. and we—I had forgotten that we, you know, congratulated congratulated Leah on her great week at camp, and I was like, man, we really dodged a bullet. That we really Leah did. That had nothing yeah. bad happen. Did you go back week. and listen to these? No, that was the one because okay. I think I had a Helmberger uh, reach out to me. Oh, it was the uh, the hypothetical yeah, shooting of Stephanie. Yeah, and I'm like. I have no idea what I said when I said it. That was, um, yeah, I can't. I almost, like, have a pathological fear of going back and listening to it. Because, like, hearing myself talk in the first person all the time is bad enough. (laughs) And then listening to it again, and all you do is criticize your own, like, little faults. Yep. Like, oh, that's that's awesome. That's the worst. Yeah, I, I made that mistake once. Whenever, like, I started doing, like, podcasts and broadcasts and things like that, and I went back and watched it, and I was like, never again. <laughs> Not even once. This is uh, camp. This is the official podcast of Camp Riley District 5810. Um, it, it's worth mentioning that w- this is the first pod, the first recording sesh. Sesh. Mm, sesh. Uh, this is uh, that we had since camp. And so all of the uh, interviews you're going to hear were done at camp. Roadshows. Roadshows. And we were able to carve out this little bunker mm-hmm. in the conservatory. Um, but it makes sense, right? Because those are music practice rooms. So the um, the insulation, the – what's the word? The, soundproofing. Yeah, the soundproofing, the acoustics mm. are all so perfect. Yep. It was crazy. I was like, man, this is, this is really good. Uh, so if we sound bad – it's just us. Uh, I was going to say it's – yeah, it's just us. It's just, we can't try blame Hobbitzell. <laughs> we can't do any of that. Um, so uh, thank you for spending part of your day with us. Coming up here in a moment, we will have an enlightening conversation. I'm guessing. I haven't gone back and listened to it. <laughs> and I was extremely tired when we did it. <laughs> all, it of these inter- all of these interviews are like uh, – I'm, like, I'm going to go back and listen to them and I'm going to be like, man, I don't remember any of that. <laughs> Uh, but we talked uh, with uh, Kevin Ward, who is otherwise known as uh, God. For always forget what is it? The Scooter. 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 That's right. That's right. His name's Scooter. No, Sco- we're talking with Scooter, uh, and had a great conversation about his connection to Ryla and all these things. Um, but in the meantime, before we get to that, we asked Scooter to pick a word. And I'm going to be entirely honest. I don't think we ever asked him about it because I kind of ran through it. I was trying to find the word, whatever we were asking for. And so it's possible that you guys are listening to the podcast 
and you listen to his interview, and he says, oh, the word I chose was... He definitely chose a word. And I think that maybe we had already used that word. Yes. Maybe. In any case, I have not found the word that Scooter chose. My bad, Scooter. He's not going to listen He's not going to listen in. But um, as a result, it's time to bring back volume two of America's favorite version of this podcast, The Wild Card. That's right. The Wild Card <laughs> episode is back. Uh, wherein we more or less talk about whatever we want, but it comes with air sirens whenever air horns, whenever we say wild card. So there you go. Um, and here with the big segment, something to think about courtesy of scooter ward, either choosing word he already chose. We've already done an episode on or me just not finding the word, whatever you want to believe. Here's America's favorite co-host. It's Josie Ups. Well, thank you, Greg. Wildcard episode. So I thought long and hard about what type of podcast we are. Oh, no. <laughs> A bad one? <laughs> no, we're definitely top 1,000. In the world? In I got an email. We're top one something. So iTunes started re-ranking their things, and at mm. one point we were ahead of like the Animal Shelter of the Week podcast. <laughs> a little bad. But uh, I don't think we're a top 1,000 podcast in the world. There are like millions of podcasts. Well, maybe in like our sector. I would say this is one of the top 100 podcasts that I know about. Okay. We'll go with that. That's what I'll go with. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to just jump right in. Do it. Florida Man. Oh, no. I'm just kidding. It's not about Florida Man, but I have Florida Boy written down here. So I don't know if you are familiar with the story, uh, you know, when this podcast comes out, it may be old news, uh, but there's a, a Florida boy who wanted to wear his college colors to school. He's a fourth grade student in Florida, and he's a fan of the University of Tennessee. Do you know how easy it is to find a University of Tennessee shirt? In Florida country? Allow me to answer that question with a question. Do you know how easy it is to find a University of Missouri shirt in Texas? Ooh. Probably the exact same, which is not happening. <laughs> yes. Okay. So uh, what he did, he told his teacher, and the teacher said, well, just make one. So the kid made a shirt. He wrote on a piece of paper the letters U and T, and then also in, in much smaller print, University of Tennessee. And uh, safety pinned that paper to his shirt. Some classmates made fun of him for his shirt, which that's a bad move. That's a bad move. That's some ingenuity. Yeah. That's like I started thinking about things I would have worn to school had somebody said, hey, you can't wear a shirt. I'd been like, oh, I'll I'll go find something else. I don't know if I would have had the the creativity to come up with making my own shirt in fourth grade. I just would have. Um, yeah, I would have just bailed and been like, okay, I'll just wear whatever. Right. You know, exactly. Yeah, I would, I would not have gone the extra mile. Well, um, in the spirit of going the extra mile, the boy's teacher reached out and tried to get the kid a shirt. And the University of Tennessee came through with a just bag of goodies, of mm-hmm. swag, if you will. Uh, but it didn't stop there. They went ahead and made his homemade shirt a real, actual shirt. Being sold at VolsShop.com, I believe. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. 
and all not all proceeds some of the proceeds are headed to anti-bullying agencies and i believe at the time of recording this podcast over 20,000 shirts have been sold mm. wow yeah so uh i bring up this wild card segment because that got me thinking of one of your uh mantras be kind it is in my twitter profile yes twitter profile um High School Scoreboard Live video feeds. That's right. Yeah. I do hold up a piece of paper at the end of programs. Uh, and that just got me thinking the whole – the world is full of people that will tell you uh, no and how bad you should feel for being yourself. And there aren't enough people – well, seemingly aren't enough people to just be nice to people. So I am here just saying, uh, you know, after – I went down this weird, like, rabbit hole of Florida boy, Tennessee <laughs> shirt. Like, well, that was, yeah. Um, just like the news is full of negative things. Yeah. <laughs> and the more you can put yourself in someone else's shoes and think, like, wow, what bravery that took for, you know, X, um, X activity mm-hmm. and just – and think about how you – how people would respond to you and how you'd want to be treated put, being put in different situations. You know, I'd, um, you know through this uh, wild card segment by my lovely wife, Joni, and brought up a bunch of sports metaphors. And she's like, is this a sports podcast or a leadership podcast? It's not, not a sports podcast. Right. Um, <laughs> but uh, we are in, in high school football season. And I got I – mean, in the wormhole, you know, referees – Collegiate athletes. I saw a uh, a chart of the um, the number of um, collegiate athletes that make it to the pro level, mm-hmm. and of the handful of sports they talked they um, surveyed, it was less than one and a half percent was the highest. Mm-hmm. And I I thought about that as I'm watching a high school football game in Texas last Friday. And I'm like, maybe, maybe one kid from these teams is going to go on to make it to the pros. Maybe. And that's... Yeah. The odds are probably against it. Yeah. And, you know, half the kids or less are going to play in college. But all that to say, just do your thing, enjoy what you're doing, and be nice to people. There are two things that, that, you, br- that you bring up that you spark. One is that, you know, the, the, the be kind thing is something that I've kind of picked up on. And, and the thing that, that kind of hit me with it and this is a couple of years ago is somebody once told me that like it doesn't cost anything to be kind you know what i mean like it, it literally is is free it's it's not it's not something that costs you anything it's it's the for example if i want to um there there are so many transactions in life that are going to require time or energy or money but simply being kind is almost none of them ever you know what i mean yeah. sometimes you go above and beyond and it takes that kind of stuff but uh, just simply the act of being kind is not something that that is it's it's free it's something you do not have to put investment in to your point about officials okay and this is a weird thing <laughs> okay. okay so there is a pretty severe shortage of officials in the state of Texas hmm. for all sports for you know obviously football in Texas gets a lot of the attention uh, basketball it's, there's an organization called the Texas Association of Sports Officials Tasso that there is a big shortage of officials and one of the reasons is that 
it's kind of a hostile work environment. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. That, that if you think about if how many times do you hear people complaining about the refs and yelling at the refs and screaming at the refs and, and calling the refs such and such? Well, who wants to subject themselves to that? And we've had in my in my day job we've we've done interviews with officials and said you know what is it that the average fan can do and more or less they just said look set a good example because Mm -hmm. that is going to be you are creating the atmosphere in which the young officials are going to see people who could be because you're exactly right 99.5 percent of all of those let's put it this way 99 percent of high school football players in the state of texas won't go to college and play football Yep, and then you take that percentage, and only one point five percent of them will go to the pros. Mm-hmm. Right? We're talking about a minuscule fa- amount. If you could just convince one of those kids to be an official, we would fix that official. The, you know, one kid from each team to be an official, we'd fix that George tomorrow. Right. But you have to create the environment, and, and the point that you are making is so good, which is, uh, you know, simply the act of being kind to somebody and 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 thinking, putting yourself in their shoes. Uh, has those ripple effects, mm-hmm. and and I think that that's that's key. So you know, I, I think the, the your Florida boy story, you, you caught me with the Florida boy. Um, yeah, that's that's really that's really good. I like that, Josie. Good job. Well, thank you. This is kind of a sports podcast, kind of, but not really. Yeah, yeah. leadership. I mean, the leadership aspect is you know, and we're on the heels of Ryla. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you you want to cultivate. What can you do to to kind of bring Riley around and and being nice and being kind and making that nurturing environment year-round, I think, is is one of the – is step one. I think you're exactly right. Good job, Josie. That was a good first segment. Thanks, Greg. Good job. First segment in the back. We did it. All right. Nice. Uh, now let's turn this uh, podcast up to 11, not volume-wise. Don't worry about that. The volume will remain the same. I will equalize it. But in any case, we had an opportunity to sit down uh, with Scooter, Scooter Ward, uh, Kevin Scooter Ward at camp. Uh, had a great conversation with him. Stay with us on the Rylacast. We talk with Kevin Scooter Ward coming up next. Oh, Josie. Yes, Greg. We find ourselves here at luxurious Camp Hobbitzell in Midlothian, Texas, here for Camp Ryla 2019. And we're here doing some interviews for the Ryla cast, right? Getting some hashtag content. Content is king. Roadshow. Roadshow road content. Playing a, playing a road game. And, and what we want to do is we want to reach out to people who we don't see nearly enough. I would agree. That would be kind of the, the theme here. Yes. And so... A guy who is a mainstay around the Ryla program, but we don't get to see enough outside of camp. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the Ryla cast for the very first time, Kevin Scooter Ward. Yeah! Thank you. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you. Is this uh, on your list of life achievements? Where does being a guest on the Ryla cast rank? <laughs> wow. Um, Oof. Mm-hmm. Pretty high. Mm-hmm. Pretty high. Right up there with, like, stepping off Air Force One mm-hmm. and, you yes. know, things like that. Sure. It's, it's up there. Uh, well, exactly. Well, we, we appreciate that. That's great. Um, we know you're a busy man, especially here at, at camp, but, but uh, we're going to start this interview the same way we start all, every one of these interviews. And it's probably a, a different a different, que- a different answer for you than anybody else. We want to hear your Ryla story. Sure. I was a Ryla camper in 1994. Uh, we were at a different location then. We were at Bridgeport, Texas, Bridgeport Conference Center. And it was a small camp. I think we had maybe 100 campers, uh, boys and girls. And 
I don't even remember my counselor's name. I remember my counselor's name. I don't remember my AC's name. My counselor was Gary Embry. Oh, yeah. was it really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, that's, that's a real OG. Embry was my counselor, um, and I loved it. I just turned into this completely <laughs> different person within the week. Uh, this lady by the name of Penny, who drove a convertible Oldsmobile, came and picked me up and took me to camp, and she brought me home. <laughs> and uh, the Richardson Rotary Club sent me to Camp Ryla, went to Richardson High School, and it was interesting because, little known fact, I am the first Rylarian to actually come back after being an AC. Really? I was the oh. first one to start that process. I just kept coming back. I would call Mark <laughs> and say, hey, can I come back? He's like, yeah, we have some work you can do. And I would just keep coming back. And then more and more people would just keep coming back. And then it became a thing and, and staff and all that other kinds of stuff. Before, it was all volunteers who did everything. So you oh. kind of created the position of, of alumni staff. Yeah. Wow. I'm the OG alumnus. <laughs> I really am. Which speaks to, you know, just showing up. Just showing up. Be there. Um, I also didn't have any friends. So yeah, well, that, well helped. Yeah. that helps, too. Yeah. Um, you know, one thing that that I'm, I'm always interested in, in talking with you about is you have done so many different things. It's not just that you've done a lot, because you have, but there are people who do a lot of things, but they're in the same vein. It seems like you have gone off on all these different courses. Um, and, and I'm interested kind of in, in, in the lessons that you took from Ryla and how they helped you to be, let's say, Renaissance man. <laughs> sure. Um, I've been called a lot of things. That's, that's, that's a new one. Um, for me, I think it's really about the word that I chose today, not to spoil the lead, but that is confidence. Mm-hmm. And Ryla gave me the confidence to know that regardless of what direction I step out into, I can make my way there and I can be whatever level of success I want to be if I put in the work. And that doesn't mean I'm going to get there every time, which is why I've done all these things, right? Um, But it does mean I have the capacity to do it. And I think many people don't believe they have the capacity, and that's why they don't. Mm. Mm. So uh, speaking of capacity, that leads me into what are you doing now? What am I doing now? I run a technology services firm. Um, It's under the umbrella of a new entity we call the Madison Group that has multiple arms. One is human services, one is education, one is custom development, and one might be healthcare services here pretty soon. And we develop software solutions and provide technology consulting to those arenas. And in addition to that, um, I invest in real estate. I have a coaching thing that I seem to be doing with people now. That's become a thing, and you know, I don't know how to not do stuff. Y- weird. You're the, we're, we're speaking to you at camp. Your twenty fifth camp. Twenty fifth year. And and obviously, it had a big impact on you. Mm-hmm. But there's also a difference between something having an impact on you and feeling the tug to give back to that program. What is it? What why are you here? Like, what keeps you coming back to, to here every year? Um, it recharges my batteries, really. Mm. Um, there is not a day, and people really think I'm kidding when I say this, there's not a day I don't talk about Camp Ryla. Literally say those two words, Camp Ryla. There is not a day 
in Washington, D.C. or New York or San Francisco or Boston or Mexico City, wherever I am, that I don't say those words to somebody in relation to what we're doing Mm -hmm. or um, as it relates to a story I'm telling. And for me, that is the difference between something having an impact on your life and making an impression on your life. And I have often said when I've spoken in front of the group or just two people, live your life to make an impact, not an impression. And Rilo just made an impact on me that is so indelible that I don't know what I would do if I couldn't participate in it. It is that, you know, core to who I am. So uh, unless you... You, you can stop me here, Greg. But when we invite um, lauded guests onto our Rylacast, we usually lauded. <coughs> yes, boy. Okay, we're just buttering them up. <laughs> we you can't see it, but he's doing that. He's doing that. Uh, that scooter smirk. That oh, needs to yeah. be trademarked. That's it is. A, is it? Yeah. He said confidently. <laughs> so we we invite our guests to plug something, whether it's a a cooking website um, or book TV show group anything you basically get the floor for a couple of seconds I would say I want you all to support adopt US kids and there are a number of other sites on that website that have to do with foster youth and adoptive age youth and youth, excuse me, and youth who are aging out of foster care and services that can be provided to them. Um, as of today, there are probably 463,000 kids in foster care, of which 40,000 will age out this year and not have a clear direction on what they're going to do with the rest of their life. And people like those of us in Rila and who are listening to this Rila podcast have the ability to provide them with direction, to provide them with support, and I think it's just a matter of not knowing that people even need it. So that's it. AdoptUSKids.org. Um, you're, you've spoken at camp, I mean, I'm pretty sure you've spoken at my camp in 03. That's, that's entirely possible that you, you spoke, you've spoken here. Um, how has your message changed over the year? Because it seems like... Every time I listen to you, like there are common threads there, you know, and I can be like, oh yeah, that, that's a scooter tagline because I hear from when I work with the uh, eight, with the advisory council that all the time about the you know the you that you are is is better than the you that anybody wants you to be. That's a that's a that's a scooter go to. But how has your message changed over the years? Um, it has changed as I have changed, right? Mm-hmm. Like as I've become more comfortable with myself, um, with uh, the truth of who I am and what my family looks like and who people are in my life, my message has changed. But also as I've seen ups and downs in health, ups and downs in my career, my message has changed. Some some years it's been about there are going to be really hard times and people aren't going to treat you well, but it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And other times it's been about be who you are. And lately it's been all of that because the older you get, you realize that every day you can have rain in the morning, a tornado in the afternoon, and sun in the evening. I'm not sure that works. <laughs> yeah, it works. It worked much better in my head. Um, but above the clouds it's always sunny like the sky is always clear up there and you have to get yourself above the clouds in whatever way you can and and then of course like i mean honestly the reason we had you on the podcast is to talk about your shoes um the um what are we at right now what's the count uh the count for shoes right now Mm -hmm. 
as of today, because I have a pair coming in this week, is 1,247. And so I was going to ask shoes or pairs, but actually that now answers that question, too. <laughs> um, is there one that you are... And you'll, you're either going to have like a quick answer or no answer at all. Mm-hmm. Is there one that you're just like really proud of? Yeah, I have a pair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have a pair of Converse Rivals, which were the sort of original um, basketball shoe. There was a version for they were called the Rivals because there was a version for Larry Bird and there was a version for Magic Johnson. Mm-hmm. And I have. Um, a pack that they did where you got a green and white shoe and a purple and gold shoe. And I have two of them. And I have where you can make a set out of each. And I bought it in the state sale for less than $100. And those oh shoes are usually worth $45,000. Jeez. Wow. Yeah. Um, and to kind of tie it all back, you're a glampa. I am. And um, I'm a glampa. You're a glampa. And I can't help but notice that it's Elijah, right? It is. Elijah's kicks game is oh, it's hot fire! Really hot fire! Hot fire! How much is that? How much of that is you? A hundred percent. All of it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you are now like you're passing these gifts on to even the next generation. I wouldn't call them gifts as much as burdens. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, my husband Chad doesn't. He's not into sneakers. <laughs> my son Norman is not into sneakers. Um, Eli doesn't really have a vote, <laughs> so he is in the sneakers. Uh, as as the as the father of a young son, mm-hmm. I can aspire to uh, to just thrusting that kind of yeah. Thing. <laughs> Until they have decision making ability, you get to dress them the way you want to dress them. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Kevin Scooter Award. Yeah. Thanks once again to Kevin Scooter Ward for being our guest. Uh, the man has a lot of shoes. A lot of shoes. He's my shoe sensei. Mm. I, I'm, I've I've become a shoe guy. It's not, oh, okay. It is with deep regret that I announced that I'm a shoe guy. <laughs> but um, I'm trying to follow his lead. Not nearly the kind of investment that he has. Though. That's yeah. like that's a lot. But that's, you got to start somewhere. You do. You do. That's a lot of shoes. Yeah. That's a lot, a lot of <laughs> shoes. But they are all fire. So I uh, oh, appreciate uh, Scooter stopping by the, uh, the Hubble, the, uh, the, uh, you know, the auxiliary studio for the Rylocast there at Camp Hubble. It's in Midlothian. Uh, appreciate him catching up with us. Okay. It's now my turn uh, to give you something to leave you with. Two things. Two things to Two. leave you with. One. By the time you're listening to this, because I believe this is going to be the podcast that comes out on September 17th, because I'm going to edit tonight, and I'm going to give it to you then. Let's just completely ruin the entire illusion of that. Okay. I just had to check right. which date that was. North Texas Giving Day is coming up. Mm. Okay? And if you're unfamiliar with North Texas Giving Day, let me tell you that North Texas Giving Day is an awesome way to help, help Camp Ryla. Uh, there is a um, – it, it is a day in which uh, Camp Ryla is trying to raise – how much money? $10,000? $10,000. Yes. Yes, sir. North Texas Giving Day is scheduled for the 19th, September 19th, which is uh, Thursday. So if you're listening to this, the day this podcast comes out, it's coming out two days from now. Uh, if you're listening to it the day after this podcast comes out, it's coming out the 18th. Either way, 
Um, you can uh, you can donate by checking out the Ryla. Uh, just go to NorthTexasGivingDay.org. You can search Ryla on there, and they will uh, find that. You can also find the uh, the Camp Ryla Facebook page. They will have links there. All sorts of good stuff. In fact, they're doing like giveaways and stuff like that. They are the uh, the committee or, or group, whoever we want to call them, um, is doing a great the job. The czars, the North Texas Giving Day czars, are doing a tremendous, fabulous job at promoting uh, this. Since early giving is open, like you had mentioned, until the nineteenth, they're doing giveaways. Uh, My Ryla stories, mm-hmm. which highlights a couple of alumni that um, basically walk you through their life. It's like a Facebook post version of this podcast. So better is what I'm saying. (laughs) Yes. Um, And so uh, they're looking to raise $10,000. Do your part. Chip in. But more importantly, tell people. Like tell your friends. Mm -hmm. Go to your friends and say, hey, donate to Ryla. It's important. That's not a good sales pitch. Come up with a better (laughs) sales pitch than I did. Uh, But anyway, it's North Texas Giving Day. That's coming up on September 19th, 2019. Uh, So if you're listening to this podcast in 2020... Uh, hello from the past. You missed North Texas Giving Day. 2019. 2019. But I bet there's another one coming up. Anyway. Uh, so at the end of every interview, we allow our guests to plug something, right? Right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to – I'm calling for the ball. Calling for the ball. I, I, I'm, I'm going to grab the ball and I'm, I'm going um, to I'm gonna plug something. Okay. Something I'm reading right now. Okay. I'm reading a book. Not to brag. Ooh. It's a flex, but I am reading a book. The book – it's called, and this is very much not like me. This is me going out of my comfort zone. Okay. Okay. It's called Meditation is Not What You Think. It, okay. It's by John Cabot Zinn, I believe is how you pronounce it. Um, but it is a book about learning how to uh, learning mindfulness, learning how to uh, meditate, and it, it really is. And and the, the, I'll, I'll admit, I was walking through a bookstore. That is a store in which they sell um, words that have been printed on dead trees. Hmm. Um, it's like a Kindle, but m- m- more inconvenient. <laughs> um, is, is it thicker? Is the yeah? Is yeah. It a, a well, some of, them are, some of them are like some of them are, are hundreds of pages. Believe it or not, with no pictures. No pic. Okay, yeah. you lost me. Okay. Anyway, but the, the title. I'll admit, I was walking through a bookstore, and the title caught my eye. And my, my, wife, my wife is really into those self-help books. She really likes those, like, here's how you can improve yourself and be happier and things like that. And I've just always kind of rolled my eyes at that. So she was looking at them. And I was like, oh, what's this? And, and I, I was like, you know what? This, the, the title caught my eye. So I picked it up, flipped through it. looked interesting. And I'm about halfway through it. And it's been really good. It's been really it, – it, it is, I think, really um, – I think that it has shattered some of the misconceptions I had about meditation. And I think that, you know, it, it as leaders, I think in a lot of ways, we're always very outwardly focused. We're always focused on others. But I think right. self-care is very important as well. And the idea of mindfulness, I think, is something that is appealing to me and appealing to a lot of people. And so, yeah, if you're looking for a nice starting point uh, and you're just like – uh, you're interested in this, but you don't know where to start. This is where I was, and this has been pretty helpful to me. I haven't finished the book, so the end of the book might be terrible. <laughs> but uh, it's called "Meditation Is Not What You Think." It's by John Cabot Zinn, K-A-B-A-T hyphen Z-I-N, um, and I've enjoyed it. And I didn't think I would. So that is a small plug uh, to take care of yourself. And uh, there you go. If you want to get into that kind of stuff, but more importantly, the North Texas Giving Day thing. Um, 
So that's my something to leave you with. Well, and thanks, that's Greg. it. That's that's all I came up with. I just that's great. That's it. That's all I did. Um, that's all I planned. We made it. We did it. Hey, thank you for spending part of your day with us uh, here on uh, the Rylacast. Uh, please. Uh, rate and subscribe this podcast and more importantly please tell your friends about this podcast and here with an antiquated way to tell your friends about this podcast is Josie yes uh, go ahead and record your voice on a uh, compact disc but mm-hmm. it's larger it's a record that's the word I'm looking for and <laughs> did you really forget the word record like vi- a really like a vinyl, record? vinyl record I forgot the word oh no yeah record your voice on vinyl record and then uh, send it to Washington, D.C., and tell your friends. Why Washington, D.C.? I was going to – I was trying to think. Do you know anybody a, in D.C.? No, but we're no, watching uh, – You know who we know? Well, I mean, yes. You know who uh, sorry. we know? You know who we know? Oh, we know. The guest of this podcast, <laughs> Scooter Ward. <laughs> sorry, a, a Scooter bizarre and, and Robert on and this Sarah. podcast. Yeah. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day w- with us. Uh, and uh, Josie, thanks for your courage. Thanks, Greg. We'll see you next time.